Sometimes a dream seems like more than just a dream. Today, we bring you tales of premonitions. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of A Spooky Tales. Today, we are talking about premonitions. Uh, unless yours turned into something else. Okay, so I have like technically like five stories, but two stories are intertwined and one story goes into, well, actually technically more, but it goes into this long synchronicity thing. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know this was so much information. It, it's it's a lot. You'll get- Amazing. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I was I was like um you know that meme the guy when he has all the stuff on the paper and he's all like dotting things together yeah me. from uh it's always sunny yeah that was me that was me <laughs> <laughs> and for those that don't know what a premonition is it's a strong feeling that something is about to happen especially something bad but it's not always negative premonitions can be a feeling but they can also be like a clair- clairvoyant event like uh seeing something in a dream that it's going to happen in the future. And this has been on the topic list for a while now, but we're just now getting to it. Yeah. Just FYI, mine are all, they're not good. The ending is not good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for this episode, we have like, I have two listener stories, but we mainly looked into celebrities that had premonitions about their own deaths. We tried to keep it Latin American focused. However, there's not a lot of uh, Latino artists so <laughs> that, that have experiences. So um, MJ branched out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, let's start with the listener stories first. Um, I have two. And thank you so much for those of you that sent this in super last minute. Like I think four days ago, I was like, who has stories about premonition? <laughs> But, but the people delivered, and thank you so much. So here's the first one. I have a story about premonitions. My mom... Oh, before I say that, if you have a story that you want to send in, uh, email us at spookytales at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. Either one is fine. Okay, here goes story one. I have a story about premonitions. My mom passed away in 2014, but before she passed, she was in the hospital recovering from a routine procedure. Her room was at the end of a hallway. She liked the nurses to leave her door open so she didn't feel alone. One day I went to visit her and she told me that late at night she had woken up and saw her mom and her dad, both are deceased, at the end of the hallway just looking at her and smiling. I told her she was probably dreaming or on some good meds. Days passed and I spoke to her on the phone and she said that she was. She once again woke up and saw her parents standing in the hallway. She said this time they were closer and standing by the door. She didn't seem scared, so I just told her they were comforting her while she recovered. After about a week, I went to go see her because she was getting ready to be released. It was one of the last nights she'd be there. We were chatting, and she told me that once again she woke up at night and she saw her parents. But this time, they were standing at the foot of her bed. They told her they were there to pick her up. They told her not to worry that they were there. I was a bit freaked out, but thought my mom was just hallucinating because she was on pain meds. The next morning, I got a call that my mom had just passed away. I guess they really did come to pick her up. So sorry for your loss. It's kind of, that's the same, uh, my mom would like dream the same thing. When people passed away in the family, she would dream uh, her grandparents like 
and the person together and then she would get the news that like that person had passed away after she would dream them together like that that was the reason i wanted to do a whole episode on premonitions because of my mom's predicting the future in her dreams (laughs) my grandma is like that and it honestly freaks me out so much like back in 2015 in October of 2015 my mom was in a really bad car accident and she broke her back she broke her spine and we didn't tell my grandma because my grandma's one of those people that freak out and my grandma called up my mom the next day hey were you in a car accident my mom's like how the hell did you know we weren't even gonna tell you wow that's wild yeah she dreamt it she dreamt every I was like Jesus grandma you're freaking me out but then she always knows when I was pregnant, she'd be like, oh, are you pregnant? I'm like, I don't think so. A few months later, uh, weeks later, I was like, oh, shit, I am. <laughs> Grandma was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That's my mom right there. Oh, I have one more listener story. So this one goes, I was scheduled for a surgery to remove a tumor, which was scheduled to be in a couple of months. And one night I had a dream that the doctors rushed into my room and said they had to operate ASAP, right now, and I was fighting them, insisting I wasn't ready, and that it wasn't supposed to be until two months from now, but they subdued me and took me into surgery. I wake up and go about my day, and around midday, I get a phone call out of the blue that my sister was having an emergency surgery today to remove her appendix because she was in too much pain, and that day, she had surgery. Another time, I was driving, and a sudden feeling of dread took over me, and I just started thinking about my mother. A couple hours later, my sister called saying that she had my sister's called saying that she was taken into the hospital because she fell ill. So that's crazy. He like Yeah, predicted both the appendix surgery and then like the uh his mom. That is creepy. I'd be like, you know what? No, thank you. Because I hate those kind of like if if I were in that person's shoes, I'd be like, man, I could see all my, the people I really love going through some shit. Yeah. And then like, not fun. if you dream it and then nothing happens, you're like, okay, that was just a bad dream. But then you dream it and then you end up getting like a call and you're like, oh my God, it was like real. <laughs> like that's, it's such a wild concept to me. Yeah. And yeah, hearing it like as a skeptic you know it's like oh that's wacky there's no way it's just a dream but like i already said my mom has dreams like this like she dreams things and they end up happening and yeah like maybe some people will be like oh that was just a coincidence but it's happened way too many times for me to not think she has (laughs) she's a how do you say that clairvoyant clairvoyant yeah yeah it's the same thing like when my grandma does that i'm like no now, now it's creepy and you know and everything that bad that happens to us i'm like i'm just waiting for the call grandma because she she knows she knows yeah like every time my mom dreams someone pregnant in her dream someone ends up being pregnant <laughs> sometimes like it's a person holding a baby and the person holding the baby is ends up being pregnant like my second baby was not planned he was an accident i can't remember anything right so obviously i couldn't remember to take my birth control pills so here we are but (laughs) she uh had a dream that i was holding a newborn before i even thought this i was pregnant like before i even knew 
Um, I didn't tell her anything. I missed my period. And I found out late because I was also still breastfeeding and my period never got back to mm-hmm. normal, right? And so on top mm-hmm. of that, <laughs> on top of forgetting my pills and not getting my period, I just like, I was like, I think like eight weeks pregnant when I was like, oh, when was my last period? And then <laughs> I finally took the test because I was like, I had been feeling so tired and I was like, I thought I had COVID. I took a COVID test and I told my mom and she was like, mm, I don't think it's COVID. I think it's something else. And I was like, what are you telling me right now? And she was like, you should take a test. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I did. And I told her and she was like, I knew it. I had a dream. You were holding a newborn. That's why I told you to take the test. And I was like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, this is, you know what, mom? Wake up from the dreams. You see a baby, just wake up automatically. Just go. (laughs) Yeah, and those are like happier premonitions, right? She also has dreams where people she knows uh, have died, which I already mentioned earlier. But yeah, she will dream like my um, great grandma. uh, Everyone calls her Mivela. But she had a dream of her dressed in all black. And she kept walking away from my mom. She never was like able to catch up with her. And she kept dreaming this for like a few days. And then like the night before she got or the night she got the call, something like that. She had a dream where Mivelo, my great grandpa, was waiting for my Mivela at the end of wherever she was running to. And then she saw them walk off together. And then she got a call and she already knew like because of the dream. That is crazy. Yeah. and, And yeah, it's just things like that. And yeah, throughout history you could say there's a lot of stories of premonitions like napoleon bonaparte uh abraham lincoln Jimi hendrix um mm-hmm. and so yeah that's what we're gonna talk about today uh, i'm gonna be talking about jenny rivera vicente fernandez who else oh selena quintanilla a chilean actor felipe camira i can't say his name camiroaga 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 yes okay and then uh, Monica Spear, she was Miss Venezuela. Okay. Who goes first? Do you want to go first? Do I go first? Uh, we each have a lot of stories, so I don't think it matters. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. All right. So my first one, Jenny Rivera. So uh, if you don't know who La Reina, the queen, Jenny Rivera is or was, she was born Dolores Janey Rivera Saavedra on July 2nd, 1969, and she died on December 9th, 2012. And I'm sure if you listen to her music, like me, you were also heartbroken. <laughs> so she was a Mexican-American singer, songwriter, actress, and 100% chingona. I love that. Carmen and I saw her. Have I told you? No. Uh, you went to a concert? No. Uh, back in 2006, oh. there was a giant protest. And I don't know if you remember it in California and all over the country. Yeah about protesting against hr something it was like this bill that was like super anti-immigrate immigrant and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay there was a big 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 march and i'm actually if not to plug my other podcast but i am gonna do an episode on la gran marcha um for historias unknown because like not a lot of people remember this but this march was almost as big as like like it said that a million people were in la it was huge. If you put it side by side with the MLK protests, like the picture, like the amount of people that were there is almost the same. But this thing isn't in any history book. Like, it's crazy. Well, of course. 
cherry picking. Yeah, but I we saw her there. She was wearing um, like the the what were they like tracksuits that were like velvety looking. It was pink. Oh, the 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 juicy couture one. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was uh, <laughs> she was protesting with us. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for that sidetrack. Um, where was I? So yes, uh, Jenny Rivera. Her Jenny Rivera and six other people were on a flight from Monterrey to Toluca, Mexico, and on uh, this was on the ninth of. Oh, yeah, December 9th. I can't remember if I already said the date, but I had. <laughs> so um, 15 minutes after the plane departed at 3.20 a.m., contact with the jet was lost. And then later on the 9th, the wreckage was found and no one survived. And during her last concert in Monterrey, before getting on that flight that would later crash, causing her death, fans insist that she knew this was her last concert. Both fans and then Televisa correspondents who were at the concert have said that um, they'd been to many concerts of hers and they hadn't seen her act this way. So she seemed to be very sad during the concert. And then during her song, Paloma Negra, fans could see her crying and many believe that she was saying goodbye. And this could all be speculation because when singing this song, she had dedicated it to Chiquis. And I don't know if you know the drama that was happening with Chiquis and Jenny Rivera. Yeah. It's a whole mess. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously she could have been crying because of that. But uh, many believe she was crying because she was saying goodbye. And it's also a very emotional song. I don't know if you've heard it. Oh, I haven't. Um, a lot of people have covered it. It's one of those songs that like a bunch of people have covered. Oh, I only listen to like um, metal. So. <laughs> oh, my God. And and, and uh, like The Weeknd and a few other people are like exceptions. Oh, okay, well, I'm a senora. Metal. So I listen to a lot of Mexican music. I, I have started like though, all of it. I have started the past two years listening to more like um, Mex like I guess like banda and stuff. Like I do listen to rock and español, like anything oh, yeah, rock yeah. in any language. I'm down. <laughs> but every other genre, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know if I like you. I see. Okay, well, you should look the song up. It is a good song. Many fans also point out that she sang a song called "Cuando Muere Una Dama." her very last concert as a sign that she felt that she would die the song translates into when a lady dies and in it she sings about how she when she's buried she wants the celebration to go on and of course she could just be singing the song but in the same concert uh fans theorized that the shape fans theorized that the shape of the stage was another premonition pointing to her death because it was in the shape of a cross so, you know, who knows? Who knows? Is there something there? Maybe, maybe not. This one, I'm like, I like reading about it, but I don't personally believe it. I also heard there's like a whole conspiracy because my mom be giving me the cheese. Even if I don't know the artist or I don't listen to them, she'd be like, did you hear? I'm like, leave me the cheese, leave me. <laughs> I don't know these people, but <laughs> I like the yeah. team. Um, that, that someone was in the crowd. I was about to speak in Spanish. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that someone was yelling, te matan from the crowd oh really yeah conspiracy that she had some beef they do believe it's drug related yeah or and then, um cartel related there's like video from the crowd where this guy i think is screaming at her te matan te matan so i don't know I if that's true and, and that. for our spanish challenge friends it means they're gonna kill you i don't know conspiracy 
And then some people believe she faked her death. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that one, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I do believe she's dead, and I don't think that she had a premonition about it, but I do like reading about it, which is why I'm sharing it. <laughs> um, this next one is a little more trippy. So this is Vicente Fernandez, and... I'm sure everyone knows who Vicente Fernandez is, but... Okay, him I always do listen to, even, like, uh, but Banda is not, like, my forte, but Vicente, yes, I'm Yeah. <laughs> so he was known as El Rey de la Musica Ranchera, El Idolo de Mexico, an icon to Mexican music, specifically rancheras. So he was born on February 17th, 1940, and he passed away December 12th, 2021. So... On August 6, 2021, he fell in his ranch in Guadalajara, and he was hospitalized afterward. It was a serious fall. He injured his spine and was placed on a ventilator in the ICU. He was then diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, the fall and the uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome were, were not connected, according to Vicente Fernandez's son. Uh, all of his health issues did seem to begin with that fall. After being released uh, from the hospital, he found himself admitted again on November 30th, 2021. He passed away on the 12th of uh, December from complications of his injuries and the pneumonia. Following his death, a TikTok video about him went viral. The TikTok video was an interview with the caption, In 1979, Vicente Fernandez predicted how he would die. Watch what you say. So in the interview, Vicente Fernandez is saying... And this is translated from English to Spanish. Earthquakes happen everywhere. I'm going to die when God wills it. If I die in Colombia, oh well. I can also die in Mexico or in any other part of the world, even from a fall. Anyone can die from a fall. I believe in destiny and the final word comes from above. Vicente Fernandez's fall from the 6th of August did indeed lead to his, de lead to his death in December. And so what he said may have been a coincidence, but it ended up being true. That is freaky. Right? That one is trippy because mm -hmm. he literally was like, oh, I could die from a fall in Mexico. Anyone can die from a fall. And that's like, that's exactly where he died and what he died from. That is crazy. That one was weird when I read about it. I was like, hmm. Uh, let's see. This next one, Selena Quintanilla. I'm sure everyone knows who Selena Quintanilla is. <laughs> if you don't, get out of here. No. Yeah. <laughs> as as I would say, you uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of us associate a rose with Selena. It was her favorite flower and, you know, the song Como La Flor. Oh, and for her funeral, her brother asked fans to bring a rose. And according to Suzette, uh, the rose might have had a deeper meaning in Selena's life than we think. So according to People magazine, Selena reportedly dreamt about a rose several times before she was killed. In the dream, Selena allegedly saw a white rose thrown at her, but was never able to catch the rose, nor see who threw it. Every single time, the dream would end with the appearance of a white light. It is said that the dream haunted and scared the singer. In the movie, there's also a scene where the singer is thrown a white rose out of nowhere, but she doesn't catch it. The movie obviously used this as a metaphor to say her death was near. When speaking to the publication Seattle PI in 2010, 
Selena's sister shared the white rose is something that we, the family, felt was symbolic to Selena. So it kind of became symbolic to her name and all that Selena signifies. Since then, anything that you see, that you would see with Selena's picture is generally depicted with white roses. Many believe the dream was a premonition that Selena had about her own death. Hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I do agree with that one. It is definitely uh, trippy. Her death always get oh my god! I every time I cry, like I, I cry in the movies. Like when I watch her, her you know her death scene, and it doesn't matter if I watch it over and over again. I still ball my eyes because I think her death was one of the most tragic deaths ever. So um, <laughs> uh, one of my coworkers from like my last job, <laughs> she literally said that she cared more about Selena's death than nine eleven. <laughs> And then we were all like, oh, damn. Um, but I was like, mm. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, Selena's death really had a huge impact on my childhood. Yeah. Because she, she was the, like, she was, like, my favorite artist. Like, I knew her songs by heart. My mom was like, he used to sing her songs all the time. You used to flip her your hair. She's like, you didn't have any hair. It was, like, short, you know, Bob. But you used to pretend you had long hair like her. <laughs> I was like, oh. Thanks, Mom. But yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, listening to her music and dancing to it. And my first bootleg CDs were Selena CDs. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So yeah, the next one, I don't know who he is. (laughs) Until I did this research. Uh, Felipe Camiruaga. Oh my God, I fucking can't say this last name. Felipe Camiruaga was a famous Chilean TV presenter, actor, and comedian. He was very well known and popular in his country, and he worked for a morning show. So in 2011, Maria de los Angeles Lasso, a a Chilean astrologist, predicted in her book, The Chinese Horoscope 2011, that there would be a terrible plane accident that would cause the entire country to go in mourning. On September 2nd, 2011, uh, Felipe Camiruaga was traveling with the morning show that he worked with and a few others when the plane crashed into the sea and disintegrated while trying to land. Before crashing, the plane unsuccessfully tried to land twice before it disappeared. The following day, Chile's defense minister said it was unlikely there was any survivors and everyone on the plane most likely died during impact. Camiraga was so liked and loved in his country that President Sebastián Piñera announced that on September 5th and 6th, 2011, they would be National Days of Mourning. So this was an astrologist that predicted his death. Camiruaga's remains were cremated in a private ceremony on September 12, 2011, and his funeral was broadcasted nationally and attended by 500 people. The hearse that later took the remains were followed by about 5,000 people. And then this last one is Monica Spear. Uh, Monica Spear was a former Miss Venezuela and an actress who was considered a rising star before she was brutally killed in 2014. In an interview with People magazine, her friend and fellow actress, Rebecca Jones, told the magazine that while on the set of their 2014 novela, Amor Prohibido, Monica told her, Yo me voy a morir joven, which translates to, I'm going to die young. Jones said the statement almost brought her to tears, but she now understands that Spears somehow knew she was not going to live long enough and made the statement for a reason. 
On January 6, 2014, Spear was vacationing with her ex-husband and their five-year-old child in Venezuela when their car broke down in the, hall- in the highway. While waiting for help, they were killed during an attempted robbery, and their daughter was shot in the leg. Police believe the couple was shot while resisting the robbery. That's so sad. Oh, that one is sad. That's crazy that she said that, and for, like, for no reason, it seemed. But also, you guys don't, like, if you're out and about, just don't resist robbery. Like, no material thing is ever worth your life. Yeah, just give them everything. Like, you want my car? You want my clothes? No. I, I That sounds like a bad idea. But, like, yeah, just take whatever. I don't even have, I'd be like, I don't even have money because I don't. <laughs> Same. I'd be like, uh, I'm, I'm, help me look for stuff that I that I have. You want my debit card? I have, like, $5. <laughs> cash? I'm sorry. I have no cash. My 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 wing my ring. I don't even wear my wedding ring. You want the silicone band? <laughs> I don't wear mine either. <laughs> my phone. It's like five years old, but okay. <laughs> the, I'm the last person you want to rob. <laughs> my car. Like okay, it's it's a it's 2005 Honda Accord. So <laughs> you're gonna have to take it to the mechanic. <laughs> Yeah, right. If if you steal it, you got to go get it fixed. <laughs> it's on you, buddy. Not you want to strip it for parts? The parts are old. <laughs> so I will be covering a few people, but let's first start off with Richie Valens. Full name, Richard Stephen Valenzuela, once predicted his own death. And for, I put our Gen Z listeners... Um, because I don't think they know who Richie Valen is. I don't think he's as popular as he was maybe in the 90s. Because isn't that um, when... I feel like people should know La Bamba. Like, no, who because know if that? you if you have like, you know, have you seen those TikToks where it's like, oh, listen to classic music from the 90s and 80s and 70s and, you know, all these other decades. You're right. And Gen Z is like, I don't know. And I'm like, how do you not know that song? Gen Zers, please let us know if you if you know La Bamba. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he was the artist behind the hit La Bamba and an icon in the Chicano rock movement. So, when Richie was 15, he skipped school to attend his grandfather's funeral. While at the funeral, a plane crashed in the schoolyard. So, he wasn't there, so he didn't witness this. However... In the schoolyard? Damn. Yeah, and it was it was described as being a fiery plane crash, and even though he wasn't there to witness it, he had a reoccurring nightmares of a fiery plane crash that he was in. So after this incident happened, even though he wasn't there, he just had nightmares and nightmares of um, a plane crash. Later, two years and three days later, almost to the very day that the that the plane crash happened in the schoolyard, Richie won a coin toss. And he won a seat in the small aircraft, quoted as saying, the first time I ever won anything in my life. On that plane was also Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. On February 3rd, 1959, dubbed Night Music Died, the plane carrying Balance, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper headed towards a winter storm. The plane crashed into a frozen ground, killing all three icons. Damn. But wait. Weirdly enough, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper also predicted their death. Buddy Holly and his wife Maria were sleeping next to each other when they both woke up 
at the same time having a very similar dream to the, to one another. Both involved a farm, an airplane, and fear. Holly was so shook from the nightmare, he began crying. Weeks later, he died in this plane crash. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the big bopper once went on KTRM, a radio station, and was doing a marathon. And he tried to be on on the air for as long as possible. Called a discathon, the big bopper stayed up for a little over five days. And during those five days with no sleep, the big bopper started hallucinating. And he hallucinated his own death. He later said the other side wasn't that bad. And all this gets a little bit crazier. When Waylon Jennings, Buddy Holly's bass player, and the Big Bopper were throwing friendly jabs at each other, the Big Bopper told Waylon, I hope you freeze your ass on that bus. Waylon responded jokingly, I hope your plane crashes. It feels like this plane crash was cursed from the beginning because all three icons had predicted their own deaths and though um the big bopper didn't specify how he died buddy holly and richie valens had dreams that their death would be caused by an airplane crash and it you know it, the synchronicity is insane even buddy holly's wife had a nightmare similar to richie valens and buddy holly this is pretty wild like i'm wow i had no idea I had no idea. And the Waylon Je- Jennings comment, I'm just like here connecting the dots, guys. Like I'm like I told you, I went like full conspiracy mode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the night music died. It's crazy that all three icons that were on that plane, two of them had a premonition or, or like dreams and stuff that they were going to die in a plane crash. But all three of them together predicted their own deaths to some level. Which is crazy. That's, yeah. Wow. How? How? Yeah. Like, that's how too can much you hear a... this and not believe in premonitions? Like, I don't <laughs> <Exactly>. know. <laughs> that one, like, really, like, took me out because I was like, wait, what? Like, one person predicting? Fine. But three and three fam- really famous people at the time? Like, that's just insane. So another artist who predicted his own death was Bob Marley. And his prediction was a bit insane. He was considered a prophet to some as what he predicted would come to pass, allegedly. He could predict stuff for other people, but he could only ever predict his own death. He said he would die on May 11th when he was 36 years old. Asked why at that at this age, he said it was because that was the age Jesus Christ died. And for background, Bob Marley is a is Rastafari and it's like a mixture of Christianity and like African roots and and it's it's its own religion. Okay, yeah, I don't know much about it. Yeah, I I don't know much about it. I just see a lot of um surfer people, you know, the trope, uh using a lot of the like Rasta styles and I'm like, you guys, it's it's a religion, not I see, yeah. Not a a clothing style, whatever. Yeah. Not something for you to appropriate. Yes. But, you know, people. And so the singer did end up dying on May 11th, 1981 of cancer. He was right. He predicted the day. Wow. And it's like, it's it's crazy. Like, to, like, every Yeah, like, everything's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die on this day, in this month, on this year. Wow. Which is scary. Honestly, I don't know how he was just, like, not, like, terrified. 
I would be. Yeah, seriously. Wow. And uh, story number three, I guess. Tupac also predicted his death two years prior to his death. He was in a shooting, which he thought was actually an attempt on his life, but it was dismissed as a mugging. Tupac was convinced otherwise. During his hospital hospital stay, he told A.J. Benza, a journalist, that he would die young. Two years later, Tupac was in a car with Suge Knight. A white Cadillac pulled up to the side of the vehicle and shot 13 shots, hitting Tupac in the chest, hand, and pelvic area. On September 13th, 1996. So remember this date, September 13th, 1996. It was a Friday. At the age of 25, Tupac died. And Tupac's death is still like widely debated. There's so many theories and conspiracies. And honestly, it was it deserves... the FBI. It just, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, yes, because he was into like some F the man shit. So probably. And, and he they had... did on their off duty time, they did bodyguard for, um, what's the record label? Death, Rec- uh, Death Row Death Records? Rec- Death Road Records, I think, yeah. Yeah. It's all like. I don't know. It's it. The whole thing is like a, a whole they just they thing. had the most access to him and they knew his schedule because because F no no not the FBI LAPD because LAPD mm, did yeah, yeah, yeah. um the security for them. It's all sketchy. Like the whole thing is sketchy, and the fact that they never found evidence or like they couldn't link because um, they could get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, let's um get back to this and off my so conspiracy theory. It, it, it deserves a whole episode on itself. Like it really, it does. really does. Uh, so you know that and the death of Biggie. So speaking of Biggie, he also predicted his own death. Notorious B.I.G. dropped an album on September thirteenth, nineteen ninety four. Oh, September 13th, okay. That's why you said. Remember and the then date. Tupac okay. died September thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. So two years later, on the Damn. anniversary of the first album, Notorious B.I.G. You know, he dropped it. Is the anniversary like the day he died? Like, it's just weird. Wow. Uh, it's my yeah. it's my conspiracy theories running. Okay, guys. There's no like <laughs> nothing substantial, but <laughs> bear with me. Yeah. So he dropped a studio album by the name Ready to Die. So like the days mm, the, and, and that yeah. day is like two years later. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> I'm going full blown conspiracy theorist here. <laughs> and this album <laughs> cemented his place in hip hop. But let's be real. He was amazing before that. And if you have not watched the Christopher Wallace documentary, please go and do so. It's amazing. So um, back to the story. Uh a song titled Suicidal Thoughts has a line in it that many people believe is a prediction of his own death. In the song he raps, and I am going to do a terrible... I'm not going to rap it. I'm just going to say it. It's going to sound terrible, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you and you're not going to rap? <laughs> I'm not going to rap. I, <laughs> I want to leave. I swear to God, I feel like death is fucking calling me. I don't want to live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking up at my front door. It was terrible. Even just reading it, I can't. I can't do it justice. Yeah, no flow. Um, no, <laughs> no flow. Nothing. Monotone. <laughs> I have no bars, you guys. So, no, just, I don't either. <laughs> so six months later, almost to the day his ex friend Tupac died on March 9th, nineteen ninety seven, Biggie was killed in a similar manner, a drive by shooting in L.A. 
He died two weeks before his soft his sophomore album titled Life After Death Drop. The whole thing is eerie and it has so much synchronicity. The name of Biggie's album, the time Biggie died, the day Tupac died, and even the way the manner that both Tupac and Biggie died almost like mirrored each other. They were very similar. Yeah. I, I told you guys, I went full conspiracy mode on this. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I couldn't end these predictions without someone from the 27 Club. And for those who that don't know, the 27 Club is an urban legend that popular musicians die at the age of 27. And oh. um, there's a lot of people. I think I did a rough counting and think there's like 63 that people consider being in the 27 Club. What? Yes. And this includes uh, uh, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain. But for this Does, one, I... Um, gonna... What age did Mac Miller die? Let me see. 26. One year shy of oh, okay. 27. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so a lot of people are in this. And for this one, I um, picked Jimi Hendrix. He was one of them. So Jimmy visited Morocco the year before his death, and he had a tarot card reading, and the death card came up. And he was so shook, disturbed, whatever you want to call it. Seeing this card, it affected him deeply, and he turned to his friend and said, I'm going to die before I'm 30. And he did. He suffocated on his own vomit um, while he was um, on some recreational drugs, and he died at 27. And what he felt like death was just right there on his door. He was right. Yeah. Wow. And those are my, my, the, the people I picked. I went full conspiracy mode on two of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Cause it's just, it was so weird. And like, yeah, like the one that really like uh, the Richie Valens one surprised me. Cause uh, you, I mean, you always hear on like, especially if you're into like, uh, rock music, the night the music died. You always hear that, and it's always like this. The, one of the most famous um, celebrity plane crashes, um, yeah. Because three people, you know, three icons, music icons, died that day. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was like that deep. Yeah, I didn't know that many people. Yeah, that it was like that connected. And then the Tupac and Biggie. We could go on for hours. <laughs> We could, yeah. We could. Um, but let's not. <laughs> My children are being wild. Um, do you have any spooky recommendations? You know what? I I watched, um, rewatched Constantine. Oh, that's a fun movie. With um, Keanu Reeves. I love that movie. And I was like, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, you know what I watched the other day? I was like, Constantine. And I was like having a Mandela effect because spoilers spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it i remember the kid the shia labeouf's character surviving and then getting trained uh, the beginning of his training but then i watched it and he dies and i was like that's not how i remember this movie this is like not what happened (laughs) there's this whole like uh scene in my head that i don't know if i like i i apparently made up where it's Shia LaBeouf doing his training. And wow. I was like, yeah. where did this image come from? Am I from another dimension? I'm just kidding. But seriously, Clearly guys, you, go. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Having a whole Mandela effect. 
But I forgot yeah. how much I really enjoyed that movie and how good it was. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. I, I should rewatch it. So my spooky recommend. Well, I mm, I don't know that it's a recommendation much as a warning as much as a warning. So I I thought it was a zombie movie when I put it on. It's called The Sadness. It's on Shutter, and I was like, "Ooh, a new zombie movie!" Uh, I no one warned me. I didn't. I didn't. It's my fault. I should have looked it up. But <laughs> it was the most like bloodiest, most disturbing thing I've ever fucking seen. It, oh my god! It was like. It was, oh, it was rough. Like, trigger warning, there is a lot of rape. There's a lot of just disturbing ass shit. Like, like, okay, so it's like a zombie movie, but everyone is overtaken by, like, a virus that makes them just go unhinged. Like, they do the craziest shit. Like, it's it's wild. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, it was very disturbing. So, if you want something super, super disturbing... Uh, then watch that movie if you don't don't because it was so disturbing i watched it and i was like oh my god uh how do i how do how i do move I on this from my, from my memory <laughs> how can i unsee this oh oh and uh and i've been watching like only happy things now like i've been watching abbott <laughs> elementary and uh bob's burgers because i need that out of my men- my mind <laughs> You know what's kind of like that was kind of horror, Doctor Strange. It had a few horror elements, and I was like, "I've heard. I still need to watch it, but I've heard that, and I want to watch it. Um, but I just have no one to watch my children." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, stay as spooky, and if you have a strange dream, I don't know, maybe pay attention to it, <laughs> or don't ignore it. I don't know. Do what you want. <laughs> Uh, stay spooky and we'll catch everyone next time bye bye thank you so much for our spooky supporting us on patreon melida janey michelle monica winston modesto cynthia perla jesenia Kristen, dalia mariela rene iris and madtown charity a Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina. If you're looking for more ways to support the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tales. You'll get access to bonus episodes, exclusive stickers and merch, and special thank yous. You can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales. And you can also buy some merch. Go to spookytales.com slash store and you can see new shirts, hats, and I'm always making new designs to add to the store. And the best way to support, of course, is to just listen to the episodes and tell a friend about us. Thanks for listening. Stay as spooky.